Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. We are revisiting a favorite episode of ours, Myth Busting. We're going to be reading through some more myths and either debunking or agreeing with them. So let's go. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are myth-busting, um, and we did this episode last season, season three, season two, I don't know. Yeah, end of one of those seasons. Yeah, a couple, couple seasons ago, we did a myth-busting episode, and it was so much fun, so we've decided to do it again because there's a lot of misinformation, and there are a lot of strong opinions in the dog world, so today we're going to spend some time digging into some myths um, that you might have heard about dogs, and we're going to work to debunk them. So all the information today was pulled from the internet, very reputable source of information. Um, We intentionally chose more reputable sources, so places like the AKC, so the American Kennel Club, um, or from veterinarian sources. So we did try to find reliable information, um, but as always, take everything with a grain of salt because we are not experts, but we're going to try to debunk some of these myths. So Mackenzie, what is our first potential myth? All right. Well, number one on our list is one human year equals seven dog years. Is this a lie? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is the equivalent when you were a kid and you used to make that face where you stick your fingers in your mouth and spread your mouth really wide and your parents would tell you if you did that, your face would get stuck like that forever. I feel like this is on that level of myth. <laughs> I was never told that. What? Yeah. Interesting. That's well, a thing. Debbie. Did, okay. I don't actually, maybe I just saw it in movies. Like remember Liar Liar that comes up in it? Oh yes. You're right. Yes. Great movie. Right? Fantastic movie. All right. One who human. One human year. <laughs> one, one human year equals seven dog years. So that is not true. So tell us, Mackenzie, where this myth came from. Yeah. So this came from when us humans would live to be about 70 and then our dog would be about 10. So that it would live to. So that's 70 divided by 10 equals seven. So one year equals seven human years. There's no actual data behind this (laughs) at all. Um, Again, this was just something that we decided to make up. 
Um, researchers at Purdue University in Indiana are looking at developing a formula based on a few factors. So based on dog size, their chronologic age, so how many calendar, calendar years old the dog is, um, and a few other factors. It is a very, very long mathematical formula. Like it's like lines and lines and lines long. It's insane. Um, but yeah, this is something that they're working on and who knows, maybe, um, in our lifetime, we'll see a more, you know, correct way to guess our dog's age. So interesting. I'm sure once they finalize that, that they'll probably have like a website where you'll just be able to see like, enter your dog's breed, enter your dog's uh, chronological years, and then it will use behind the scenes. It'll use the mathematical formula to spit out the human years number. Um, if that doesn't already exist, but yeah, exactly. It's interesting because larger breeds do not live as long as smaller breeds. Um, so taking all of that, I know, but taking all of that into account, uh, will help maybe in the future us find out actually how many human years old our dogs are. So, all right. That is a myth on to the next. All right. I like this one. It's a fun one. (laughs) Only male dogs hump. This is a million percent owning two female dogs. This is not true. This is a myth. Um, I've done. Who is it? Willa that humps Aladar or is Aladar hump Willa or is it both? Because I feel like I've seen one of them do it more than the other. Willa loves to hump her sister Aladar. Yes. That is, that is the, how it goes. Poor Aladar. Well, there you go. That is data. One female dog. Humped another female dog is not only males. Myth. On to the myth, next. Myth busted. <laughs> myth <Done>. busted. <laughs> okay. This one is so interesting um, because I feel like we hear this a lot. So, Mackenzie, tell us this one. So, the, yeah, this one is really interesting. Dogs are partially colorblind. So, this is actually not true. This is a myth. So dogs do have the ability to see some colors like blues and yellows and grays, which I guess is like a monochromatic. Yeah. Not really color, but they do get to see some some color. Um, I find this really interesting when it comes to dogs selecting their favorite toy. Um my dogs, uh, they are drawn, well, Aladar specifically is drawn to the color blue. All of her favorite toys have been blue. So in my head, I'm like, oh, it's because she can see it. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, it must stand yeah. out to them, right? But I don't even know how they go about studying that type of stuff. Like how, what is the science behind trying to figure out what a dog sees? That sounds incredibly complicated. It really does, but uh, they they figured it out somehow, and there you have it. They do see <laughs> right. color. Myth busted. Myth number four. Yeah, it's I'm really better. glad. Yeah, I'm really glad this one is a myth because that would just break my heart. Okay, so this one is dogs don't like to be hugged. What? Yeah, they do. Lies. Yeah, this is a myth. <laughs> But I would say, like, with an asterisk, like, not all dogs want to be hugged, and not all dogs want to be hugged by everybody. Each dog has their own personality. Each dog has their people. And 
they may or may not want to be hugged by you in particular. Yeah, no it's just yeah, it's just like us humans. I don't want to be hugged by a stranger. So it could be the same with dogs. Some other dogs love to be hugged by strangers. It really depends. Um, if you look back to our love language episode, you know, physical touch is something that can make our dogs very happy. So I'm glad to report that dogs, some dogs do like to be hugged, which is yep. great. Yeah, I think it's just important to know your dog and know, have the ability, I guess, to read their body language so you know if they want to be hugged or touched in any given moment. I know Marshall will go from, like, being really snuggly to being like, don't touch me. Yep. (laughs) And you just have to pick up on that. Yeah, if you have an independent breed, then, um, yeah, you watch out for that. Uh, (laughs) Huskies are a good example. Yeah. Marshall flops back and forth. He can be the suckiest, most cuddly dog. And then 10 minutes later, be like, I'm going to be over here. Yep. Don't touch me. Yep. Yep. All right. What is our last myth for this part? What do we got? All right. My dog gets hot. So I should shave it in the summer because it has a lot of hair. Uh, please don't do this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if any groomer listens to this, they will immediately cringe. Yes. So there are a lot of dogs out there that um, their hair does continuously grow and like a poodle as an example. And dogs like that, it is okay to shave back Um, Portuguese water dogs, you know, any dog with hair. Um, Yeah. She sues Havanese, you know, what dogs with hair like that, Uh, that is fine. However, there are dogs that have double coated, double coats. They're double coated breeds. Um, do not shave these dogs, <laughs> please. Uh, shaving these dogs can actually make it harder for them to cool off. Um, the double coat is an insulator for both heat and uh, cool air. So uh, just brush your double-coated breeds. Um, do not shave them. And, uh, yeah, we should get a groomer on here to really dive into that. Yeah, we should definitely prioritize that sometime soon. I would love that. All right. Well... There you have it. Your first five dog myths. We busted all of them because we're just that talented. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with five more potential myths. Stay tuned. This episode of the Dog Friendly KW Podcast is brought to you by Nutrim Pet Products. Are you in search of a natural food solution for your dog? Nutrim has the perfect fit for weight control, sensitivities, allergies, and more. Made locally in Elmira, Nutrim recipes have nourished pets worldwide since 1993. Plus, $1 from each bag sold is donated to a local charity. Who do you feed for? Visit Nutrim.com for more information. All right, it is now time for a segment we call Celebrity Pup of the Week. Celebrity Pup of the Week. Mackenzie, are you not going to woof? 
Oh, oops. Woof, woof. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> All right, Mackenzie, who do we have for this week's Celebrity Pop of the Week? All right, well, this week we have a beautiful German Shepherd. Uh, He lives here in Kitchener, Waterloo. Um, His bio says, a purebred sable GSD. He's from Czech Working Lines, born on October 18th, 2020. And his name is Ted. Ted. <laughs> what a cute name for a dog. Yeah, so his name on Instagram is at Ted the Sable GSD. And uh, yeah, he's a, well, one and a half year old purebred Sable German Shepherd dog. And he is absolutely beautiful. Um, go check out their feed. Um, he's quite the popular boy. He's got yeah. over 10,000 followers. Dang. Ted, get it. Yeah, he's so handsome. Yeah, and the photos are, like, the feed is beautiful. It's just, he's so statuesque and um, (laughs) highly recommend you go check out Ted the Sable GSD. And if you know us, you know we love human names for dogs. So, good name, Ted. All right. (laughs) There you have it. This week's Celebrity Pup of the Week. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie. We have been talking about myths, all about dogs, dog myths. Love <laughs> it. We've been trying our best to bust them, and we've done a really good job so far. Five for five. Five for five. All right, let's keep it, keep it going strong. Ten for ten. What is our next myth? All right, next we have a very interesting one. I wonder where this came from, really. Um, It (laughs) is dog saliva can heal wounds. Wrong. (laughs) Correct. This is very wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. Wrong. Okay. Wrong, but I can kind of understand why people drew this conclusion. So... According to PetMD, a dog's saliva prevents some bacteria from growing. However, um, this is only slightly effective, and really the benefits kind of stop there. So there's really nothing in a dog's saliva that can help wounds heal faster. Um, there, yeah. So basically, in a, in short, their wounds are not healed from licking. Um, they really just like keep them clean to prevent infection. But <laughs> I would say that the act of keeping their wound clean probably can in turn heal the wound, if that makes sense. If something is clean, it's going to heal faster. So it's not the saliva that's making it heal faster. It's just the act of the dog keeping it clean. So you kind of, I kind of see where people landed on that conclusion, but still a myth. Very much a myth. Um, Yeah, dogs are, dogs lick. It's, it's, 
you know when your dog's looking itself and it's, it's a good segue into our next one it, it is actually okay yeah our next one here is dog mouths are cleaner than humans I don't my I watch my dog lick his butthole I think this is very wrong this is really wrong. <laughs> so this is a myth. And let me tell you why. So both humans and dogs have over 200 types of bacteria in our mouths. So dog has 200 types of bacteria. Human has 200 types of bacteria living in our mouths. These types of bacteria aren't transmissible, my bad, between dogs and humans. So the potential of picking up a disease from a dog is very low. So i.e. your dog licks somebody who has COVID and then your dog comes over to you and licks you. Maybe that's a bad example. Let's say the common cold. <laughs> I was going to say all of our dog events would just be like super spreader events yes. of all illnesses. If yes. If dogs could transfer many illnesses from dog to human, it would just be a disaster. <laughs> yes, it would be. But, um, yeah, my point is is that dogs' mouths can't house certain types of bacteria, i.e. the flu bacteria, in their mouth to be able to pass it on to another human. So the chances of picking up a disease from a dog or maybe you could potentially pick up some sort of viruses. But anyway, the chances are very low. And this would be the same for something like salmonella, mm -hmm. which is a bacteria. So if your dog ate raw food, which could be at risk of having salmonella in it, and then they licked you, it's unlikely that that bacteria could transfer from dog to human. Yeah, it's actually, that is 100% the case, which is really funny yeah. because that's why a lot of people decide not to feed raw. Um, and even um, I looked into doing therapy work with Willa and uh, unfortunately... Um, oh yeah, I forgot about this. The, a lot of... Yeah, a lot of therapy dog programs won't allow dogs that are fed raw because they're afraid of salmonella. So um, my dogs are fed raw, which is really unfortunate. Um, I've kissed my dogs a billion times, and I'm still here. But uh, I could understand if somebody's immune compromised, maybe they're, they're hyper-aware and worried about it. But anywho, um, yes, the answer is this is a myth. Dog mouths are not cleaner than humans. <laughs> Again, I've seen scary places my dog's mouths have been. <laughs> Uh, all right. We now know that dogs' mouths are not clean. I'm still going to make out with my dog, so whatever. Um, but this next YOLO. one is YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I never said that. Let's pretend that it was never said. Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah, the next you one. You said that. And you have said that so many times in your life, so don't even pretend that you've never said that. <laughs> okay. This one is really, 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 really important. So... Rubbing a dog's nose in their mess after they have an accident will break the habit. Is this a myth or not? This is 100% a myth. 1 million percent a myth. This one really breaks my heart because this is what we call negative reinforcement. So if your dog does a mess on the floor and you don't catch them right away, like as they are literally squatting or lifting a leg, then you are too late. You cannot correct that behavior. The behavior has been done. And I will say that is the way your, if you 
stop your dog, they will stop. They will 100% stop peeing. Interrupt them and take them outside right away. That is how you tell them that what they just did is not okay. Yeah, but what this is saying, by taking your dog's face and rubbing it in it, it associates, um, yeah, negative consequences with the action. So what will actually happen is your dog will be afraid to go to the bathroom in front of you. So it will create fear. So that's absolutely not what you want in your relationship with your dog. I don't know where this myth came from, but I definitely feel like I don't, I don't have specific memories of adults in my life as a kid doing this, but I definitely know that this was something I witnessed. This, this was talked about. I, I think it's like the generation, like our parents' generation and the generation before that, that always did this just without a better understanding of dog psychology. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm, I would guess it was probably, who knows, some buzzy trainer at the time said this was the way and then it caught on and. That was Who knows? how people thought they were supposed to manage that behavior. But this is absolutely a myth. Do not rub your dog's nose in their mess. If they have an accident, interrupt them, take them outside. And I was going to say it, if they have an accident inside, it's probably your fault. Sorry, but not sorry. Right? Like anytime Marshall has an accident inside, I'm like, oh, I screwed up. It's not his fault. It's my fault. Yep. It's my yep, f- yep. It's 100% my fault. So anyways... On to the next. These kind of go together. What's the next one, Ken's? Yeah, this one, uh, f- again, is a good segue. It's like I planned it that way or something <laughs> into, into this. Um, dogs feel guilt. So we've all seen those videos on, you know, TikTok or YouTube of, you know, oh, Charlie, what did you do? Okay, I so buy so into this because it's adorable and I just want to pretend. <laughs> But um, unfortunately, this is not true. Dogs do not feel guilt. This is us humanizing dogs, which is sad, but it's true. Yeah. So at the end of the day, really what's happening here is the dog is likely um, reacting to your tone of voice, your body language. They recognize that you are, you know, upset, angry, whatever. You're not happy. Um so this is them picking up on that, and then they're going to display guilt-like behavior. So that tail tucked, hiding, all those things. And this is because they've become so good at integrating themselves into our lives and picking up on our cues and our vibe and what's happening. Yeah, this is why dogs are dogs. So um, it it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, yeah, it's not true, these cute videos. These dogs are just reacting to, to us as humans, but I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> All right. Last myth. Final All myth. Right. If my dog's tail's wagging, it means they're happy. Wrong. <laughs> wrong (laughs) no okay so what could it okay it could mean they're happy but what else could it mean that could mean so many different things it could mean stress it could mean fear it could mean unsureness it could mean um yeah it could mean they're happy but it could mean a bunch of different types of happy it could mean like uh, like 
you know when your dogs like their tail slowly starts to wag and then it starts to wag really fast it's like oh like am i happy yes i am happy. like there's a billion different ways yeah. and then also tying it in with the dog's face so like their ears and um you know facial expressions dogs are really good at you know telling us how they feel yeah. which is funny um but yeah, it's it's not true necessarily. Just know your dog and and pick up on your on your dog's cues, and you you should know what your dog is is feeling. Hopefully, yeah. There's a lot more to read than what their tail is doing. Lots more body language yep. to pick up on. Awesome. Well, there we have it. Another five dog myths busted. So we're gonna take a short break and be right back. It is now time for our segment we like to call the lightning round. Pew, 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 pew. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the sound Always. effects. Um, all right. We are, it's, it's supposed to be spring, but if you live in southwestern Ontario, it hasn't been very spring-like throughout most of March and into early April, so we're getting our hopes high and we're getting excited for spring, so we're still going to talk about it even though the weather sucks. So, Mackenzie, what new, not new trail, new to you trail, what trail are you wanting to visit this spring that you haven't been to before? Okay. Um, I've got a couple. Um, the first on my list is actually Laurel Creek. I have never been there. Me either. Which is embarrassing. It's also, you have to pay. Yeah, but you can make like a nice afternoon out of it. You could like do a little hike and do a little picnic and enjoy, you know, spring weather. So that one is definitely one that I would love to check out. Um, And I have one more really quick. It is St. Petersburg. So I've been here once in the fall, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I... Each season, you know, trails look so different. So um, I really want to go back and check it out again. Um, Just because it was so beautiful in the fall, I can't imagine what it would be like in the spring and summer. So those two are 100% on my list. Um, That one is also on my list. Yeah, let's hear what what trails have you and Marshall not checked out that you would like to. So St. Petersburg we went to once, but Marshall was having a day, so we made it like hundred meters in and then turned around. Cause I was like, this is not happening. <laughs> nice. Um, so I definitely want to go back there. And the other one I really want to visit is the Almira lions Lake trail. So it's a seven kilometer Ooh. loop, um, that I believe goes around probably lions Lake. That would make sense, but I think it's in the Woolwich reservoir. Um, but anyways, I've heard it's beautiful and I love loops cause I don't like covering the same ground more than once. Um, so that's been on my list for a long time. So I hope to do that sometime soon. Awesome. Okay. One more question for this lightning round okay. is Justine, where are you looking forward to taking Mr. Marshall to get some cute spring photos? Oh, I'm so bad at 
taking him to take photos. Um, I would say probably here on natural area. I find there's just so much variety there for photos and I haven't been in a while. So I feel like I'm due for a visit. That is one of my favorite spots. Um, and then we're going to have group photos done. We're going to have team spring team photos done at the end of April at Homer Watson park. So I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Um, but another place I can't wait for is the Rockway Gardens. Ooh, the flowers. It's tulips, daffodils, you know, so many, you know, spring vibes. Um, I'm really looking forward to heading there and getting some cute spring photos with the girls. It'll be so great. Oh, well, they love their flower photos. They really do. All right. Well, there you have it. We are all finished today's lightning round pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. you've been listening to the dog friendly kw podcast and today we've been talking about more myths about dogs all right so mackenzie before we wrap up today which dog myth do you wish uh more people knew the truth about one of the ones we talked about today Um, well, for the sake of humanity, I hope it's the dog saliva ones. (laughs) No, keep making out with your dogs. Okay. But, um, the one, uh, the one that really gets me is the rubbing a dog's nose in their mess. Um, so I hope that, uh, this is an old, you know, practice that people don't do anymore. Um, but it's just a sad thing that I, it, it just doesn't work. So I, I just hope that more people knew that that was not true, that that does not work when it comes to house tra- training your dog. Fair. Yeah. Good one. What about what about you? So one theme that kind of came out in all these myths um, was really, so I'm not, I'm going to kind of cheat and I'm not going to pick one, but there was a bit of a theme related to body language. So mm-hmm. there was the one about dogs humping. There was the one about uh, dogs feeling guilt. What does the tail wagging mean? Um, And really, I think at the end of the day, I really wish more dog owners learned how to read their dog's body language um, because it can be such an effective tool in your relationship and it can prevent so many issues and so many challenges if you develop the ability to really be able to read your dog. Um, So that's something I I really wish more dog owners um, had more knowledge of. Yep, I agree with you 100%. So that's it. There's 10 more myths busted. Busted. Um, We hope that you've learned a new perspective on some of the most common myths we hear about our dogs. So thank you all for listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Block Sheep Audio Podcast.